Hello, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. And a massive, massive win over Wolves has put us in striking distance of Chelsea in the top four, who we play next week in an absolutely massive game. Uh, we win that. We're top four at Christmas, which a month ago seemed completely unlikely. Uh, we've also had the Champions League draw today for the last 16. Uh, so my thoughts on that. Uh, my thoughts on the Wolves game and... I'm going to try not to predict what I think will happen in games because I did that in the previous like, 12 episodes and we pretty much lost every one of them. So, But my thoughts on the Chelsea game without actually predicting it. Um, so all of that. Uh, so let's talk Tottenham. So first things first, what a huge, huge win that is. Not a lot of teams go to Wolves and win or get anything. Uh, they were a top top team. They'll be full of. They were full of confidence. They must have been after their four nil demolition at, uh, in Europe. Uh, and they, I think they were fifth before the game started as well. So, absolutely firing on all cylinders for for them. So to go there and win, and and the manner in which we won. Was pretty good as well. I would say, you know, a team that has been struggling this season and lacking a bit of confidence, go one nil up and then get clawed back after being under the cosh for most of the game to then go and find a winner. It is shows good character, uh, something that's been slightly missing this season. I, I don't know why, but Mourinho seems to have installed that in again. It's also installed in a bit of a nasty streak. I think uh, Adama Traore is is. You know, when when they say quickest players in the Premier League and all of that, he must be near the top of all those conversations. And he was against Vertonghen, who's not the quickest anyway, although he did play quite well, Vertonghen, and kept him at bay fairly well. We doubled up. Sun played a big part in that, coming back and helping out uh, Dyer as well. Uh, but <laughs> I was watching Matter today, fouling him about four times, all cynical fouls, but, you know... That's what Messi gets, I guess. But then, you know, Wolves fans moaning about that and how dirty we were and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Mora and some were subjected to some of that as well. And and Kane gets subject, subjected to that by on more than one occasion in other games. So it's just part and parcel of the game. It was absolutely cynical, you know. But the players got punished. They got yellow cards. So that, that that's the law. It's just nice to have that nasty streak back. You know, not saying like, you know, just foul everybody and then don't get any yellow cars. But it's nice to have that nasty streak back. So it's, it was saying a Triore, although it didn't deter him, but it was saying to him, you take us on, you get fouled, you get brought down. And um, that's what happened. You know, you, you run a risk with that. Like, you know, Gazaniga made a brilliant save from, uh, I'm not sure whose header it was after Kane fouled Triore down the end. Uh, so you run the risk with that. But... The alternative is letting them skin you and then having a free reign to cross the ball or pass the ball or shoot. Um, but again, it, it's it's that you know digging in mentality again, which we seem to have lost this season. I don't know why. Again, if if players lost faith in the manager or they were bored or 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 they needed something new or, or gone stale, I'm not sure. But regardless, it seems to be back. And and this game was a perfect illustration of that. Like, Dyer played fantastically in what he was there to do, which is break play up and, and, and be a bit more defensive. But Genus's comments on match of the day, absolutely spot on. The amount of times, you know, he's in space, like 10 yards of space, or someone like a Winks or an Ndombele, their first thought would either be, if, if they got back to goal, turn around, look forward, 
or they're facing forward, their first thought isn't to turn back round, so back to goal like Dyer was doing, or Sissoko sometimes does, but their first thought would be to go forward. So he was absolutely spot on that we invited the pressure on in, in, in that respect by then having those situations, but turning around and going back. Um, but, you know, that that's not what Dyer is. That's what Dyer's in there for. He's not there to go forward and think like that, that that's an undombele and a winks and you've got to have that balance in your midfield so you can have the players like a dyer who will sit back and defend and have the players who will go forward but still have that balance and still be solid but he's only been there a month Mourinho so he's still trying to find that balance trying to find a team that can create that balance and create a, a security and, and protection for the defense and the extra support for the attack and make us dangerous um but we still look dangerous, I think. We had a few chances. Morva's goal, absolutely fantastic. Although, really, like Sun's goal the week before, shouldn't have really got to that stage where he's allowed to have a shot. But either way, brilliant play by him. You could argue the same with Traore's goal. Bring him down before he gets a shot. But, you know, and, 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 and Traore played brilliant game in terms of causing us problems, but he did go to sleep along with another player, I can't remember who, uh, for Duncan's goal, leaving him completely unmarked. Uh, it was a brilliant header. He had to generate a lot of the power himself. Uh, but brilliantly header, brilliantly placed, and, and a massive, massive win. A uh, special mention as well to Ericsson, who, who literally came on two minutes before that. Uh, and, and I've been critical in the past of his corners, like for someone who's so so good at set pieces, the fact that pretty much 99 times out of 100 he can't beat the first man on a corner is pretty criminal, but this one was into a good area. Whether we actually saw Vertonghen unmarked there, I'm not sure, but either way, put it into a good area, said to the uh, attackers there who were attacking it, you go and do something with it, I've done my bit. So he's a player, Ericsson, who, who a lot of, people even before he wanted to leave he he was scapegoated you know uh, the season that Janssen played for us when Kane got injured Kane, Kane runs the channels so there's always an out out ball there for um an Ericsson to play whereas Janssen didn't he used to play in the confines of the 18 yard box so in 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 the width for the 18 yard box he never used to run the channels so Ericsson there he kind of got in his way so then Ericsson's forced to go back and pass back and then he got a lot of flack for that, certainly when I was at games. So now he wants to leave. He seems to be the whipping boy and the scapegoat again. But this hopefully shows that he is still committed to the team and, and you know, will do his bit until either January he goes or summer he goes. But it's a sad situation, but it is what it is. Uh, I'm not sure that there'll be any convincing him to stay. But while he is there... Put a shift in if Mourinho wants you to play. Put a shift in. Help out. And he did that for his cameo that he played. Uh, I think the Celso's days are numbered. Uh, he doesn't seem to fancy him at all. Which is a shame. But he obviously doesn't like like what he sees. Or he doesn't fit into his plans. Which is a shame. Because he is a good player. But Or maybe he does fit into his plans. He just hasn't adapted to the English way of playing yet. Uh, I'd like to see Ndombele get a few more games. Going forward, he, he looks really good. Whether he's solidly as as solid defensively as a Dyer remains to be seen. But I, I said as soon as Mourinho walked in, like Dyer will start playing because he wanted him at Man United, so he obviously likes him. 
and he, he can slot into the defence as well, which Mourinho seems to like playing three at the back when uh, we don't have the ball, or when we have the ball, sorry. Uh, speaking of Dyer as well, like, uh, uh, he almost got a nosebleed though. He must have done when he hit the post there. He's, I don't think he's ever been that far forward apart from the England game when he uh, scored in the penalty shootout. Uh, it's a brilliant play, brilliant play by Ali, like a good one-two from him and Dyer, and then a little dink from Ali, set up nicely, and he just... I think he just snatched it a little bit. He's not used to being in there. We really needed Harry in there, or Son, or Mora. Um, but it was unlucky, but it was good play, good positive play as well. Uh, so it was the only time where Genus, Genus saying that he was too defensive was was incorrect, but Genus wasn't talking about that uh, part. Um, but yeah, uh, Wolves uh, put us under the cosh. Whether it's because they picked it up or, like Gina said, we were too defensive, I think probably a bit of both, as well as giving it to Triore as many times as they could. Uh, so they had chances, which you'd expect from the home team as well. And then they're not a bad team. This isn't a team where it's like, oh, we should be beating Wolves. It's not there any. It's not like that anymore. They're a good team on their own merits. You know, a lot of te- people, including me, thought they'd struggle this season with the Euro- Europa League, but you know doesn't seem to have affected them at all. Their manager is a top, top manager, so give it another couple of seasons, Wolves carry on like they are, he'll, he'll be attracting top, top teams. Not Arsenal, I said top, top teams. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a good team, good to watch, good players. Uh, so they were always going to put us under pressure there. Uh, but the fact that we've come out of it with a win and only one goal conceded when we were under the cost for quite a bit is is very good. Gazaniga made a cu- couple of good saves as well. And, and what I liked about those saves, which I haven't seen from him before, is that they were pushed wide. I always think as a goalkeeper that if you make a save, you've got to push it wide, out for a throw, out for a corner. You, you don't want to be palming it back in straight into the middle. Jordan Pickford does that quite a lot, I've I've noticed. And... I think he's slightly overrated. He's a good young keeper, but I think he needs to learn that. Like, so Gazaniga, the, the a couple of shots, which I um, can't remember who took them, and the header from the Kane foul on Traore at the end, all pushed wide. Uh, so he, he has been guilty, I think, in the past, certainly this season, of palming it into the middle. And we've, either, we've nine times out of ten got lucky. But if there's a striker there who's smelling blood and, and smelling the chance, then... A lot of the times that falls to him for a tapping. So I, I do like the fact that he was pushing those wide. Uh, Troyaway's shot, I don't think he could have done anything about it. It was, a, it was a bit of a rocket and he should have been stopped before he got to that point. But let's not focus on the negatives here. This is a very good Wolves side against a team who have struggled away from home, even though we beat West Ham. But we have been conceding goals, certainly late goals. So to come from... You know, getting pegged back and then shown more character again to get back into the lead and see, then see the game out. It could be a turning point in our season. This, and it wasn't against like a team who was struggling. It was against a team who were banging form. You can argue maybe that they were a little bit tired wolves because uh, they had the European game. But in terms of their chances and how they were going forward, didn't look like it to me. But you never know. But yeah, a, a very good team there that we've beaten in on their own patch and showed great character. Um, the front four didn't do a huge amount, but exclude uh, Mora for his goal. 
didn't do a huge amount, but then it wasn't that kind of game where they're going to get all the all the chances like uh, we did against Burnley, where we were on the front foot. It was a real digging kind of game. Uh, I do think as well, Sanchez is turning into pretty much a, a, a regular starter each week now. Uh, I know uh, Mourinho has said Foyth isn't going anywhere, which is good as well. He's a good young player, but where he wants him to play, I'm not sure whether it's right back, centre back. Defensive midfield, I'm not sure. But Sanchez, he seems to like him, and, and I like Sanchez. The one thing he offers us, which out of field Vertonghen don't, is pace. He's got pace, and he's you know, he's big and strong. Out of field and Vertonghen are as well, but I think Sanchez shades that. So he's big, strong, can head the ball. His passing is a bit poor, but then, you know, <laughs> we're comparing him to out of field who can ping 60-yard passes onto someone's foot. Um but his passing is a little bit poor, so he could work on that. But in terms of a central defender, I, I always think you need a central defensive partnership. Someone who's good positionally, and then someone who's quick to cover that, that person if it goes over the top. So I, I like Sanchez. He's a good young player, and he'll be he'll be learning a hell of a lot work of playing with uh, Alderweireld in there. Uh, and, and people like Gazaniga will be... Learning a hell of a lot as well from from Alderville. So if we can keep him, get him signed up to a contract, you know, the way he cheers and celebrates and pumps his fist when we win or score shows me he's not a player who wants to leave. So I I think we have to offer him a contract. Vertonghen as well, Ericsson I think he's done. But anyway, yeah, a fantastic result which puts us like I say. When Mourinho took over, what was it, a month ago, we were 12 points off a of fourth, I think we we're 14th. Now we're fifth, and we win on Sunday, we finish, we start Christmas Day in fourth. An amazing turnaround. I mean, you can argue that Chelsea have slipped as well. But this won't be an easy game. This isn't like, you know, oh, Chelsea are in bad form, we'll win this. It's still Chelsea, it's still a derby, you know, it's still going to be competitive, it's still going to be tough, you have to win by your merits. But the fact that we're in with a shout of getting into this top four now by Christmas is fantastic. Unbelievable when you consider where we were, um, but we'll talk about that in a bit. But for the time being, what a fantastic result! We should be celebrating that, um, and hopefully, like I say, a turning point in our season with a bit of guts and determination and character, uh, rather than capitulating and almost losing games when we're three nil up. So after that result, talking about that, I'll have a little break. This cough cold bug that's been going around has been kicking my ass for about a week and a half. Still hasn't fully shaken off. Still got a bit of a cough. Uh, it's unbelievable, just driving me mad. Um, so I'll have a bit of a rest. Uh, for anyone else who's got it and is coughing out at night as well, I was giving some advice which actually works, which I couldn't believe. Is before you go to bed, rub Vicks Vapo Rub on your chest and for some reason the soles of your feet. But it does work. So anyone's coughing and staying up all night because they can't sleep because of the cough do that and i guarantee you it works so you know not only with this podcast you get a monotone voice and me moaning about tottenham you get free health advice as well so with, with that said uh take a break and be back in a second and we're back so, as I said, with the Wolves game, sets us up very nicely for this massive, massive London derby on Sunday against Chelsea, half four, uh, at our ground. So, hopefully the atmosphere will be absolutely electric there, being what's at stake. Uh, like I said, like 
a complete far cry from a month ago where we were 14th and, you know, now 4th at Christmas. And then you can push on. You've got a bit of momentum going for you there. Chelsea have been struggling, like I said. Uh, it all started when Abraham got injured. He was on fire, Abraham, and Mount as well. Abraham got injured and they lost a game. I can't remember who to. It might have been the West Ham game, which they were quite poor. Uh, and then Bournemouth again were quite poor. M- more analysis on match of the day as well was showing that, you know, they're not giving it to the, the players who can cause problems like the mounts and, and, and people like that. They they were bypassing that. And I think it was Rudiger who was uh, basically highlighted on match of the day, just hoofing it long, which was just n- nothing balls. But it is still Chelsea and they have got these players, which, you know, to say... To think like, oh, we're on form, they're not on form, we'll win, is pretty ignorant and arrogant. Like, it's not going to be like that at all. It's going to be a tough, tough, tough game. But do I think we can win? Of course I do. At home, I think we can beat anybody. But we're going to have to work for it and we're going to have to really shore up in, in defence. You know, try, you know. And and certainly, the Wolves game was a bit more negative with Dyer doing what Genius was saying. But I think it was inevitable because we're away from home against top teams. So we've got to have a defensive kind of attitude there a little bit. Because if we go toe-to-toe to them, they'll just pick us off with try always pace. And then they're all of a sudden like overloading us. So you have to be a bit more sensible. Whereas at home, the onus is more on you to attack. But it is Chelsea who will have pace. Like Abraham's back now, mounts a threat. Um, so you can't go too toe-to-toe because they'll pick you off as well. Um, and it is a London derby, so it could be, you know, the fact that we were fouling away all over the place at Wolves, you know, now we're in a London derby. It could be a real, real battle. But it looks like the players have got their battle back. Well, if you look at Arsenal against Man City, like they had a couple of chances, but as soon as Man City scored, game over. There's no fight there at all, which... You know, I'm not losing any sleep over that and what's happening to Arsenal, to be fair. But when when you look at that and compare that to us against Wolves, the fight was there from us. Which And when you compare that to maybe two months ago, certainly that Brighton game away from home, 3-0, there was no fight in there. So it is a bit big turnaround. Um, so yeah, we've just got to make sure we beat Chelsea. You know, It's like Mourinho says, if, if, if you don't win... He's unhappy and he's angry. And and that'll be my reaction, even if we draw against Chelsea. We need a win. need to keep the momentum going. Uh, put pressure on Chelsea again. Uh, Man United drawing at Everton. It was a good result for us. It was a fairly good weekend for us all round, really. Um, I, I, I think the best we can hope for this season is fourth. I think Liverpool will romp. They'll win that league by, like, March, you know, the way that VAR is working for them and then... They are grinding results out. Leicester, I think, will slightly tail off, so I think City will finish above them. But I'm not sure it'll be that many points above them. Uh, And then City or Leicester, or then Leicester third. But I think they'll be too far ahead of us for us to catch. And unless they get... If if they get an injury, if they get two injuries in their long-term injuries to Madison and Vardy, then... You know, see what they're about and how good their manager Rodgers really is, because they're the two players that make them tick. Knock them out of the team. You know, will will they be as effective? You, you knock Salah or Mane out of the Liverpool team. Avigi scores goals whenever he comes on. 
Um, so it's not as big a blow. You know, you knock Aguero out, you've got Jesus. You knock uh, De Bruyne out, you've got Silva or Foden. So, yeah, so be interesting what happens to Leicester if one of those gets injured. Although, um, Liverpool do, do you know, they are going to Qatar, I think, next week for the, this uh, World Club Championship. So, you know, you never know if they got injuries there or, or, or got severely jet-lagged or whatever, you know, and then come back and then there's a, the gap's only a point. They lose the next game, you know, a bit of pressure on. You never know. Stranger things have happened. But I'd, I'd expect them to go to their in Qatar, although it will be quite hot, although it is December, so it'll be summer weather where, where we are here. So I would expect them to do quite well there and just come back and then it's just normal service resumed. But it would be interesting, and it would be good for the league if, if teams like Leicester and, and Man City, us as well, Chelsea, Chelsea after this weekend, um, picked up wins and started uh, clawing back at them to see how they'd react there. Especially, like I said, if they did lose their first game, first two games. But I just don't see that happening. They're, they're destroying teams at the moment or they're just grinding stuff out. Like Watford had God knows how many clear-cut chances to kill that game off and didn't take any of them. You know, Against a good, good team. Like if they were against Vardy and, and Madison there, they'd have lost that game. But they are getting their luck. But you know, if you're if you're playing well and and doing that, you deserve your luck. The VAR stuff. The 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 goal for the first goal against Watford was a handball, but I think it was so point black range. I don't, I'm not sure you can give that. The the one that was ridiculous was against Man City, where Alexander Arnold. It was it was more of a handball than Sissoko's in the Champions League final, but it doesn't get given. They go up the end and score, and then they pick the game off. You know, they got VAR in this, but, you know, whether they decided not to use it or not, I don't know. But that's neither here nor there. It's not going to affect us because we can't catch them. But we can catch fourth, like I've said. I mean, if we if we win against Chelsea and we're fourth by Christmas Day, what a turnaround in a month or so Mourinho has had. What an impact he's had. You know, I mean, even if we don't win... He has had a big impact because now we're 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 not fourteenth. We're we're in with a shout of getting that top four. But if we can, oh, if we can win that Chelsea game, really puts pressure on them. Shows everyone that we're back in business, um, and then we can really push on and really have a go. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to that game. I think the atmosphere will be amazing. Be interesting what kind of reception the Chelsea fans give Mourinho, but you know. In Chelsea fans, it'd probably be booing, even though he got them two titles. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to. It. I think we'll we'll try and start off quickly, really put the pressure on early doors, uh, get the crowd up. Um, and, you know, if we can get a win, absolutely fantastic. It would be an absolutely brilliant Christmas for everyone at Tottenham, based on on how the season's gone so far. Um, but we have to start well. I think we can't let Chelsea get into the game. We have to defend well. So I think he'll probably play about the same team that he played against Wolves. Maybe a slightly more attacking minded, so he'll have an Undumbele or Winks in there alongside Dyer. Uh, so Dyer can carry on what he was doing, so just be there defensively, and then Winks or Undumbele can do the going forward part. But I don't I don't think uh Sissoko is the answer with with um Dyer. He's an interesting one, Sissoko. 
I think he likes to go forward as well. He's not defensively minded. So if you've got a Winks or an Ndombele who are the same, you leave too many gaps open. Uh, and then he was obviously told... Uh, um, I mean, did he even play? He might not have even played, but like, I'm not sure who was with Dyer. But he, he's a tricky one, Sissoko, because I'm not sure where he fits into the midfield. Um, but, yeah, so I, I would think he'll play uh, Ndombele if he's fit, if not Winks and Dyer against Chelsea. Uh, the back four, he likes Aurier. Uh, I would imagine he'll stick with Vertonghen on the left. Uh and then Alderweireld and uh, Sanchez, uh, those two in midfield that I've said, and then the front four that at the moment are picking themselves. Um, but start well, defend well, and then we can win that and get top four on Christmas Day. And the final thing I want to talk about is the Champions League draw, which does look very tasty. I'm pretty happy with Leipzig. Um, I know there's talk on, on Twitter that we shouldn't underestimate them, and, and that's absolutely spot on. But, out of the teams that we could have got, you know, we could have got Real Madrid, you know, Barcelona, Juventus again. Out of the teams we could have got, I think a lot of, you know, you wouldn't want one of those teams because they're notorious teams for getting towards the end stages. But Leipzig, you know, we we beat Dortmund last year when they were storming the, uh, the Bundesliga. Leipzig are doing that at the moment. Um, so I'm quite happy with that. I I do prefer an away game first because then you know if you're in it, the crowd are up. But you know, finishing second, that's the um, punishment you get. But like, as much as people are saying, don't don't underestimate them and 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 things like that, which is true. They shouldn't be underestimating us. You know, every everyone in this last sixteen is there on merit, on merit, but including us. So I I don't think there's any reason to be terrified of them or or anything like that. I I do think it's a 50-50 game. It's whoever wants this more. Um, But we have got a manager who knows how to win in this competition now. Um, So it'll be tricky that we have to keep a clean sheet at home, I would say, and get a win. Take something to Germany. And then if you can get a goal, the first goal in Germany, then it really puts pressure on them. Um, like that Man City game last year, you know, you uh, get 1-0 at home, so you've got something to take there, and as soon as you get a goal over there, then it completely changes. Uh, getting two goals over there really changed, but uh, other than that, it was a completely crazy game. But, but you know, it, it's massive, massive keeping a clean sheet at home. Um, it's also a team Leipzig. You know, we're we're Champions League finalists the previous season, so we know how to get through. It's the same kind of player. It's the same players, other than Undombele and Lo Celso, who might even be gone by then. Although Eriksson might be gone by then, but it's the same players who got through to a final, which Leipzig haven't got that far. So with Ajax last year as well in the semi final, they were very naive when they, were, you know, Mora makes it two all on on the night. You know, they're still going for the game. They're still going for the game instead of just, you know, taking it into the corner, wasting time, slowing the game down, which is very admirable in terms of for the neutral and an attacking football point of view. But, you know, it's very naive. You, you, you want to be seeing the game out. You don't want to be giving us the ball, you know, by goal kicks or anything like that. I mean, if they had scored, then, you know, game over and then they're going through. So 
there is an argument to say it's, it's the best better thing to do. But, you know, so will Leipzig have the same kind of pressure as well? They've got a young manager as well who's never been to this far before against, like I say, a Champions League finalist and, and a, a manager who's won it twice. So, you know, will, will they get to the stage where they buckle under pressure if they are winning or, or, or something like that? I'm not sure they will because they have been in the Champions League before, but then so have Ajax. But they have been in the Champions League before and they've got a smart, smart manager and a good, good team. And that Werner guy, is it Timo Werner, I think scoring goals are fun, like a goal or an assist every 59 minutes. So I'd, I'd be amazed if they don't score during that two-legged tie. Um, but what an opportunity. When you look at the rest of the draw, so I'll just go through the big ones here. So one of Borussia Dortmund and PSG are going out. One of Madrid or Man City are going out. As are one of Atletico or Liverpool, Chelsea and Bayern, Napoli and Barcelona, Lyon or Juventus. So there's a lot. Ignore our game for the minute. There's a lot, a lot of games where a top team is going out. So I, I said when Mourinho took over, I wouldn't surprise me if we won the Champions League just because we've got a manager who knows what he's doing in that competition. We've got a load of players who, who've got to the final before. Um, so you can tell by that Wolves game that he's, he's installed a bit of a winning mentality there. Do all that is necessary to win with the fouls and everything like that. So with all of these teams going out, you know, like Real Madrid, Man City, that's two of the favourites there. Barcelona and Napoli. Uh, Barcelona will be the favourites there, but Napoli are a top, top team as well. So that's another two top teams out. Liverpool, Atletico. You wouldn't want Atletico. Like Simeone, he's a quality manager and his teams play for him and work hard. But again, if they can beat Liverpool, that's the, the, final, the holders out. Chelsea, Bayern Munich. Yeah, that's another one out. So you're already looking there at four teams that you wouldn't want to face going out. If if we can get through to the next round, the last eight, you're already talking about four teams that you wouldn't want to face, not in the competition. So what an opportunity to to you know really progress and do something and go one further in this competition. But I I said when Mourinho took over, I got a sneaking suspicion we might we could win the Champions League this year. And I still stand by that. But, as I said, you need a little bit of luck. So, I, I meant luck like we got last year with VAR and decisions. But I also meant luck in terms of the draw. So, I do think we've got a bit of luck in this in this draw. Not underestimating Leipzig by any stretch of the imagination. You know, they're there by merit. They're not there to make numbers up. They're there by merit. They deserve to be there. And they're a top, top team. But... I think most fans, if, if, if you know, someone said, okay, you, you you can draw who you want, either Leipzig or Real Madrid. Most would say Leipzig. The ones who say Real Madrid are the ones who want a holiday, who don't think we can win it. So the ones who, who want to be winning it, you, you you know, there is an argument to be the best. You've got to beat the best. But you know, if, you, if you can get away without having to beat half the teams that you consider the best, then you'd take it, wouldn't you? Which, Leipzig are good, but they're not a Real Madrid in this competition. Real Madrid, despite how bad they're playing and everything like that, they, they turn up... And, it's like Germany in World Cups. Last World Cup, ignore that part. But, you know, it's like Germany in World Cups. Real Madrid in this competition, just... It's their competition. But, 
it will be tricky. It will be tough. It's not going to be, a, a, you know, I'd be very, very surprised if we romped to a 4-0 victory like we did against Bayern last year on aggregate. I, I you know, we rode our luck in that one, but I don't think we'll be as lucky in this one. But it is a draw that I'm happy with. Like I said, we could have got one of the real big hitters. Uh, although you win that and then you're like, wow. But then you win something like that against one of the real big hitters, then you can sometimes, you know, your head's in the clouds beating them and then you've got to bring it down to beat one of the lesser teams. And that's where you can like fall fall down. Um, so yeah, I, I I do think this is a good draw for us, but we have to be professional. We have to pay attention and concentrate. But we do have three months now for Mourinho to sort that team out, sort that defence out, really put his stamp on it, instill winning mentality even more than he has done already. Um, so by that time, we we could be you know easily in the top four, could be pushing for top three or higher. You know, we all you know. We could be cooking on gas by then. It could be the other way around as well, or we could be struggling again. But I like to look on the positives. So I'm quite happy with it, as I say. And hopefully we can just do the job and then go one further this season, get a bit of luck on along the way, go one further this season, and then what a trophy to win in the first season that he's there. Okay, so that's that's it. That's your lot for this week. Um, thanks for listening. Again, any questions that anyone has got at L Talk Tottenham on Twitter, try and answer them. Any any questions, thoughts, uh, opinions that you have on what I've talked about or anything that I haven't talked about with Tottenham, uh, be good to hear from you. Uh, again, keep it clean. Uh, <laughs> I say that every week. No one's actually asked anything yet. So at some point, possibly someone will. But you know. Got to say, maybe it's because I'm saying keep it clean that everyone just wants to have a <laughs> moan at me and say you don't know what you're talking about. So, but anyway, if anyone's got any anything they want to ask or, or wants me to talk about, let me know again at L Talk Tottenham, uh, and then I'll do another one after the Chelsea game. Hopefully, it'll be a happy one, uh, and we're back in top four and a happy Christmas one. Um, but until then, come on, you Spurs. <laughs>